All right. Welcome back to another episode of Real Estate Brainstorming Podcast with Ryan and Tom. Today, we have a great, great show for you guys. Thank you all for taking a listen to us. But today, uh, obviously, we had another great week of real estate behind us. Every week in real estate can be challenging, but it is also very rewarding. And coming forward, this next week is going to be absolutely crazy. Huge major things coming forward, especially with what you're going to learn today. So today we're going to talk about real estate wealth building strategy, the IRA. And this is going to be really exciting because Tom has been really helping me on this. I knew nothing about it. And Tom's going to go through and teach us everything we need to know about the IRA and the real estate agent, how they can use it and everything like that. So Tom... Let's go ahead and kick it off. Here we go. Thanks, Ryan. Uh, and for those of you listening, I think you're in for a treat. It's going to be great information, uh, twofold, for you as a real estate agent, how to build wealth using an IRA, and for you as a real estate agent, how to use an IRA for prospecting. I always have my favorite slogan is, what's in your IRA? Maybe it should be real estate. Now, the IRA is Individual Retirement Arrangement. Many people call it Individual Retirement Account. It's not the Irish Republican Army. Uh, and a lot of people are a little bit familiar, but they don't know that much about it. And statistically, fewer realtors have an IRA than they do, uh, uh, than do people who are not realtors. And I think part of it is because of their income, Ryan, is up and down. Maybe a lot of cash one month and nothing for two or three months. But first, let me go into a, a little bit about me. Okay, I'm going to be your host. My name is Thomas Phelan. I've been an investor. I bought and sold wholesale, fix and flips, whole, you name it, for 30 years. I have been licensed in real estate as a realtor, a broker in Arizona, California, Colorado, Florida, New York, Wyoming. Why there's some weird ones are like Wyoming uh, is because they had deals that worked, Ryan. And for a, uh, an IRA, you want to make sure that something works uh, for that IRA. Does it make a, a sensible investment. 30 years sales experience, including Smith Barney. I've sold stocks. I'm licensed in insurance. Uh, I'm also a 1031 exchange consultant, and I'm CE certified to teach realtors. And I'm published by Kindle, Bannon Books, Simon & Schuster. I'm often a blog guest or a conference speaker for a couple of the biggest gurus in the industry, Ron Legrand and Lance Edwards. And uh, I've uh, done some colorful things with audio. I got to meet uh, Howard Koch, who wrote War of the Worlds for Mercury Theater, read by Orson Welles. And also he co-scripted a movie that most of us heard about, Casablanca. So what we're going to talk about today is the IRA. And there are basically three categories. The IRA, which is good, better than not having one. The self-directed IRA, which is better or the self-directed IRA with checkbook control, which is the best of the best. Uh, before we get into discussing them, uh, Ryan, have you, did you know there were three different categories here? I did not. And I mean, even though you and I have already been discussing the whole system, I'm really excited about today because uh, as I've been telling you, trying to build wealth, you, you brought up a huge point. You know, there's ups and there's downs throughout your career as a real estate agent. I mean, heck with any profession, but especially in real estate. So I'm so excited about this. And I had no idea that there was three different types. And uh, I really like that best of the best. I can't wait to hear how that works. 
Yeah, great. Well, a lot of people uh, are aware that IRS are traditional. That's pre-tax. You don't uh, pay taxes. It comes off your gross income. Uh, therefore, your entire amount contribution is going into the IRA. And then there's Roth, which is like you pay now. And when you harvest it, you take distributions in the future. You don't pay any taxes. We'll, we'll dwell on Roth quite a bit. I don't know if you know it, Ryan, but Mitt Romney has over $100 million in his Roth IRA. And uh, Peter Thiel of PayPal has $1 billion in his IRA. And right now there's a congressman jumping up and down saying that's just obscene. They shouldn't be able to do that. But the way these two gentlemen did it is they had stock options or warrants that they bought super cheap. And we'll get into that like EXP stock. And uh, they put it inside that Roth IRA and 5, 10, 15, 20 years later, it's worth an obscene fortune. And they'll be able to take out the money tax-free. We're also going to discuss the self-directed IRA, which is basically that you can do more than look at a Wall Street menu, because most IRAs are Wall Street uh, variety. You get to select from a menu of mutual funds, what have you, that's pretty self-serving to Wall Street. Uh, and then we're going to look at the uh, self-directed IRA checkbook control. Now, how, understanding how the IRA can benefit you, there's four strategic reasons that real estate agents should know about IRAs. How about using IRA to build personal wealth for you, the realtor, yourself, okay? And build personal wealth with real estate. I'm not talking about you go out and buy mutual funds. No, You're, you should be buying that which you know about and sell real estate. You can use an IRA with real estate to create lifetime retirement income. Imagine yourself with a fourplex, a six unit, as you get ready to retire, that it's, there's no mortgage, it's pure cash flow, and that's supplementing what other savings and retirement programs you have. We'll talk about that. You can use an IRA as an effective prospecting tool. I have never seen someone be offended if I say, what's in your IRA? Is it real estate? Have you thought about that? Uh, do you have IRA uh, held property? They look at me usually like a deer in headlights and go, what do you mean? Well, uh, NAR's not going to tell them. Wall Street's not going to tell them. Whatever. It's up to you to tell them. And there's a reason. is Then you can show them investment property. And Ryan, you and I have talked about this. Uh, investment property might even be in a different area because where you live is so expensive. And guess what? You sell that property to them. You're doing them a favor. You're helping them diversify. And you're making commissions, okay? And that's really, I think, some of the biggest important reasons for that. Now, a couple of quick facts, and this I think is stunning. Uh, ever wonder how many real estate agents have an IRA, traditional IRA Roth? No one knows for sure. I don't know. I've tried to find out. Uh, Americans, though, we do know have 45 million IRAs collectively worth 11 trillion dollars. So I don't want to hear from realtors, oh, where's the money or how do we, where are the prospects? How about 45 million of them with 11 trillion dollars, especially considering that 90, 95% of the 11 trillion dollars is where? It's in Wall Street, 95%. So that tells us, pardon me why I move my little icon here, that tells us that What's left over is 5%. What does real estate have of that 5%? About 4, 4%. So 95% of $11 trillion is in Wall Street, 4% is in real estate. I don't know about you, but uh, that's kind of uh, embarrassing.
Yeah, I completely well, understand that too. I mean, I it's it's amazing to hear those numbers because it doesn't make sense, especially like you said with realtors, we should know. I mean, we get we get caught up in the whole stock hype and everything, put your money here and, and grow. And like you said, which brought a huge thing to my like I'm so ready to start my IRAs. That's why I'm excited about working with you. Um, but the fact that no one's really using it for real estate and they don't know the that they can use the IRA as a beneficiary way to get into real estate. So I, I'm really grateful about uh, learning this. Well, part of the reason that it's so lopsided, 95% uh, for Wall Street, 4% for real estate, is because uh, Wall Street has done such a fabulous marketing job of convincing people that's where they want the money to be, okay? And if you go back to the beginning of the IRA, about 1974, Gerald Ford was president. He signed it into law. I don't think you could contribute about $1,000 a year at that time. So many people had bank book savings accounts. They would take $100 out of their paycheck, and they would put it in a bank or actually an IRA account set up with the bank. Well, that didn't get too many people excited, certainly not real estate brokers or agents are going, you know, what are you going to do with a hundred bucks or a thousand bucks? But Wall Street started to see this habit of people saving money systematically and said, boy, if we could cash in on that, that might really become something that is uh, beneficial and uh, rewarding and lucrative for us. Okay, so what you got to wonder is with the 95% chasm, should real estate agents blush? Should it raise a very serious question in your mind? Why is it so lopsided? Wall Street had a huge head start, but uh, it shouldn't be that way today. Why is it? I like to ask the question, is investment real estate like a single family home or duplex that inferior to what Wall Street has to offer? Or said another way, are Wall Street products so superior to what investment real estate has to offer? That's why the less than 5% of Iris hold real estate. And Ryan, I ask you again on that. People you've talked to in your career, what have you, is do you think they even consider real estate for an IRA? Or is this something that's in a different galaxy? Well, I don't even think that, like, when we talked first, I don't even think that they know that they can do real estate in their IRA. I think that's the biggest thing. Cause like you said, every TV channel you watch, every commercial you see, every news show, whenever they talk about retirement plans, it's, Oh, the stock market is up. The index is doing this and that no one's talking about, Oh, the real estate market went up. The only time people are talking about real estate market went up is when it's like, Oh my gosh, houses are too expensive. You know, it's really like if you would have invested your money in the IRA instead of your uh, stock that you did 10 years ago, imagine the, 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 uh, the growth beside, like it would, it would just absolutely crush the stock market. Well, another thing I love to always point out when you get down to the nitty gritty of gold, bitcoins, uh, stocks, bonds, Ryan, can you live in a mutual fund? No, but you could, if things went to hell in a handbasket financially, you could move into your rental. You could put a child, you could put a, a parent, a relative in your rental, okay? They wouldn't be homeless. And you cannot live in any other investment like that, okay? So the answer is no regarding is, is real estate inferior? Of course not. It's just that it's never really been brought to people 
to uh, analyze and understand as an investment that would qualify for an IRA. And here's one, uh, Brian, I know you were surprised when I told you last time we talked, is your IRA, if it's the right one, can invest in land. I can invest in an apartment in Paris, land in Mexico, a vineyard in Argentina. It doesn't have to be US property. So someone as young as you, you and your wife may go down to Mexico and love it and say, boy, we saw this beachfront property is $100,000. We could maybe clean out the savings to do that, but we got 100,000 sitting in our IRA really not doing a whole lot. It's wouldn't it be nice if we could buy the beachfront lot or IRA could? Yeah, it could. So 15, 20 years later, you get ready to retire. And guess what? That you own it free and clear. It's probably can't buy them anymore and you're ready to go. Well, that's fantastic. Cause I mean, like right now, Tulum, Mexico is like the go-to destination. Yeah. Also like Costa Rica, I've always had a dream of having a home in Costa Rica. So that'd be nice to be able to go there and surf during the winters here in the US. And uh, that would be really nice. So definitely gonna look into that for sure. Well, I tell people realtors, you know, hey, here's the thought. What if your IRA purchased investment real estate? Isn't that the real, the very product you know best and sell for a living? Okay, but what do I know about IRAs? That's what I, I usually get asked by realtors, okay? Well, stick around and we're going to see the basics of IRA-owned real estate are easy, effective, and profitable. It's not that difficult or complex. And because of double your income coaching, and our mentoring and coaching programs, and Ryan and myself, we're here to help you answer those questions, okay? So you're not gonna be left out in the cold if someone you had actually approached about an IRA having real estate asked you what you perceive as a complicated question or can't answer, you say, boy, I know where to go because we will be here. Okay, now imagine a big slice of that $11 trillion IRA pie shifting from Wall Street to investment real estate. How much do you want, Ryan? 1%, 5%? I mean, 1% of 11 trillion would be huge to go into real estate, okay? Sadly, the migration will never occur if real estate agents don't begin to become proactive, not reactive, and recommend IRA-held investment real estate to clients and prospective uh, groups of people, groups of clients. No one is educating real estate agents, clients, prospective clients about IRA-owned real estate, nobody. Not NAR, not IRA custodians. They want to keep that money. Not financial advisors, not your broker, and most amazingly, not even your fellow real estate agents. They haven't heard the story. They're not convinced because they haven't heard it or it's never been told to them, I think, probably in a proper way. And so they're not out there talking it up. You know how when you go to a good restaurant, Ryan, or, or you see a great movie, great football game, whatever, you're talking about it the next day, the next week. You're talking it up. But if you never see that movie or ever go to that restaurant, why would you be talking about it? So yeah, that word of mouth advertising is definitely the most effective form of advertising. So we just Absolutely. need to get more people in it. And that's why I'm glad to uh, expose people to it as well. Because the more people start talking about it, that 1% additional could be a reality. And, and it certainly can. Now, if a real estate agent doesn't have an IRA with investment real estate, what would possibly motivate him or her to suggest their IRAs include investment real estate. Can you say commissions? A huge hedge right there. You get it going in, you get it maybe when it comes out. Uh, but if you don't know about it, you're not going to get involved in it. And ask yourself a sincere question. 
as a realtor. When's the last time you talked to a client about his or her IRA in real estate? Can't remember, don't know, never. I mean, you have, I believe they call it back-end equity or customer equity, that meaning you can go back to this person that you sold the house to or help them buy a house and say, hey, Joyce, hey, Charlie, have you ever thought about your IRA buying real estate? Uh, there's an interesting seminar coming up, or I'd like you to talk to someone about it. Or let's, let's discuss the possibilities. Uh, most realtors have never asked anyone about it. I think uh, asking about an IRA and prospecting with an IRA is one of the most valuable tools in your realtor wealth building to me, toolbox. Now, investment real estate appreciates while providing income. Not a whole lot of things do that. You know, Ron, if you talk about 3% on a CD, well, if you take more than that 3%, you're invading the principal. It's going down. But with property, it's appreciating while you're pulling cash flow off of it. And the rents will increase in time, okay, over the years will dramatically increase. So it's not stuck at one given rate. You know that as well as I do. I'm old enough to remember when maybe it's 300 rent. Today it's 2,000 rent. It's 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 astronomical. Imagine if you own that property, okay. And candidly, I'm going to be blunt, and I'll ask you the same question, Ryan. Don't you think your clientele deserves to know about what an IRA can buy, diversify? Yeah, 100%. Because if they're already you know, looking for places to invest. I, I really like what you just said too. The money is gaining your, your retirement account. So you're pumping it in there. So that's a win anyway. You're already putting money away. But then also, as you said, with this type of investment, it's gaining appreciation over time because home values go up and down long-term. We've seen that they go up, but also collecting rent at the same time. So you're literally having people pay for your investment in the long term. It's like, it's a win-win situation, which everyone's looking for. Absolutely. And someday the mortgage will be paid off. Now it's, it's, it's mortgage free. Yeah. You have property taxes and you have certain expenses, but the rent goes up and almost always will offset that. It's, it's rarely a losing situation. And when that mortgage is paid off, now you just have a nice cash pump every month. Uh, having uh, income come to you. And we'll get in more about uh, having a property manager, you know, the pluses or minuses, but it doesn't have to be something that's problematic if it's handled professionally. Now, a question I get from uh, realtors all the time, Ryan, and it's understandable. Okay, okay. So, yeah, some people have IRAs, but I was talking to someone the other day and he had 12,000 in his IRA. What can you buy for that? That's a very, very valid uh, question and concern. And probably if you were going after a market, you can see from the chart under 25 or even under 30, 35, they got $20,000. This is statistically, okay? And this is a couple of years old, this chart. But you can see that there's not a whole lot of money. But if you're looking at people 55, say, now suddenly they have 122,000 and it climbs dramatically. Someone 70 has 219,000. They take distributions, they may want to end up buying an investment property. Now it could be all cash, meaning that you're going to be looking at properties for 200 some thousand, 
or they could use that for 50% down and have a cash flowing property by using their IRA. So there's several options that you can use. And one of them, by the way, is, they don't know, is a mortgage. Did you know, uh, Ryan, that your IRA can use a mortgage? No, I did not know that. Okay. So it's a little tougher. There's a couple of banks in the country and people contact us, I'll be glad to tell them who, that will lend on an IRA held property. Uh, uh, they're not going to take slum landlord things or knockdowns or whatever, but let's assume it's a legitimate rental. Now, the, the quid pro quo is they're going to want a little higher interest rate and maybe a point, point and a half more to conclude. And the LTV will be lower. They may want uh, 30, 40% down. But that does mean that your IRA, if your IRA had $100,000, it could be looking at $150,000, $160,000 property, okay, rental property. The reason I did not say double is because uh, the, most of these IRA banks uh, that loan on IRAs want you to have six-month reserves. They're more conservative, but that's really a good thing in a way, okay? Uh, and uh, they've been doing it for years. People have been doing it for years. Now, when you have an IRA with a mortgage, you run into UBIT. You'll see it at the right paragraph in the screen. UBIT's unrelated business income tax. Now, the reason I'm going to point this out is, A, so someone doesn't say, well, you didn't tell them that, and B, because there's a way to eliminate UBIT. UBIT is Ryan owns, his IRA owns a property with a 50% mortgage. Iron's net income after uh, taxes, insurance, legitimate expenses, Ryan's net income is 10000 Well, if you have a 50% LTV loan, they're going to tax that at, at 50%. So believe it or not, even if it's in an IRA, a Roth IRA, you, you're going to be subject to tax. And there is a way around that. We'll get into that, okay? But I want people to know that. And like I said, it's going to be a little lower LTV, 60 70%. Okay, now if a Roth buys a rental property, its income can be tax-free when, when withdrawn. Uh, and that's a lifetime of tax-free income. With a Roth, you don't have to take distribution. Uh, and we'll get in a required minimum distribution, what have you. So with that, let me ask you a question on that. So sure. if a Roth IRA buys a rental property, it, become, it can be tax-free when withdrawn. So basically, if I buy this rental with my IRA, let's say like we were talking about how maybe I want to go buy uh, so let's say I have hundred grand in my, in my IRA. I want to buy this house in Illinois, which we were talking about a rental property. I buy it today, 20 years from now, I want to get out of that rental property and sell it. That would still be tax-free. Yes. If it's a Roth. Yeah. So the only thing, yeah. so, so, I mean, even the capital gains, I wouldn't have to pay capital gains if there's any Correct. 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 Oh but God. the income must stay inside the Roth. Yeah, the rental income. You can't be cutting yourself a chuck every month. Sure. It's got sure. To accumulate. Correct. Correct. So if I bought, let's say I buy a rental with my Roth IRA, I'm getting paid rental money every month. Can I, and that's continues to grow in the Roth. Can I then just yes. buy a second property in the Roth with the rental income I'm gaining from the Roth? Yes. As your LTV became better, your mortgage became less. You had cash accumulate. Yes, you could. Wow. For me, yeah. then that's phenomenal. Or like if you're 25 and you're looking to get into real estate and you've got some money, this, I mean, this, geez, almighty. Well, it'll get better. 
Okay. Now, one thing that people trip up on all the time is, Ryan, you, you say to me, Tom, I have a rental property. I bought it five years ago. Let's put that in my, my Roth IRA, our traditional IRA. You can't because the limits for contribution is 6000 a year. Can you see that? So, so you so, would have to have accumulated through your contributions a reasonable amount of money. If you're lucky uh, and it's grown well, okay? Some people at S&Ps, uh, 500 uh, index funds now. I mean, I say, okay, don't, don't sell it all. I know you're in love with Wall Street. Sell half of it. Go to cash. Now buy real estate with that, okay? Uh, so it cannot be you inherit grandma's house. You can't stick that in your Roth IRA. You can't stick it in a traditional IRA. It exceeds the annual contributions. Okay, got it. Well, what if I sold my rental I have now with a 1031 exchange? Could I 1031 exchange into my Roth? No. Okay, got it. No, no. That would be a good trick. <laughs> excellent. No, no. Yeah, you're, you're trying. Excellent question. Uh, a lot of people think you can, you can't, whatever. Also, a 1031 exchange is tax deferred. Actually, you eliminate taxes. Is, is They're running kind of parallel. And I would suggest someone have a 1031 exchangeable property first. And we'll get into that in another uh, podcast. Got it. About 1031s. And I would suggest if they're going to have property in IRA, that it be a Roth IRA. And they also have a parallel investment with that. that that's how I would suggest it. Now, an IRA can own a single family rental, okay? But again, not because not all uh, IRAs, you talk to someone, it's like, oh yeah, I got uh, you know, a quarter million in it. And by the way, uh, Ryan, I told you that the largest I ran across with an IRA was 2.5 million. I ran into a gentleman that had that kind of money. So you might be blown away. Maybe he had stock options, whatever. Uh, uh, things just turned out to work really well, okay? But an IRA also on property structure can partner with the owner. Ryan, you could partner with yourself uh, and your IRA. And that gets much more complicated. That'll be another subject all by itself. You can partner with a 401k uh, or basically uh, combine uh, the investment by borrowing from your 401k. There's a lot of solutions to getting a better, a little more house for the money than just settling for what's in your IRA. You don't have to wait till your IRA has a, a huge amount. It, it can be done before then. And again, that's really an individual basis. Now, an IRA can own a duplex or fourplex, okay? And uh, it's a rarely uh, an employed concept of selling something within the IRA, that piece of property, single family home, and you buy a duplex. But can you see that how that could be done, Ryan? You you pay one hundred and fifty thousand for a single family home. Five years later, it's worth two and a quarter. You take it and you put it down on a duplex. It's three fifty. Yeah, and that's where you could take the idea of the ten thirty one exchange. No, no. So you just you would so you I'm would just, within within the IRA. If you buy a single family home, you're not stuck with that forever. Got it. So you would just take the appreciation, sell that home. So you bought it for 150. It's now worth 250. You sell it. It's tax-free. You could take that 250 and buy a down payment on a larger home. Within the IRA, yes. Within, yeah, still staying within the IRA. Still within the IRA. And if you meet the lender's standards, 
Well, that's excellent. So you're not stuck yeah. with, so if you buy a property inside your IRA, you can eventually upgrade to a, a larger property anyway. That's the point. And if you're young enough, you can end up going into, uh, well, let's look. You can, you can go buy an, an apartment complex when you're 50, you know, if you start yeah. at 25. Yeah, you end up, yeah, fourplex, sixplex, eight. Okay, here's my famous trio who refuses to talk about using an IRA to buy real estate. NAR, it doesn't have specific classes, okay? I once asked the president, I'm saying the president of NAR, I had lunch with him, and asked him why there was such a disparity, 1031 exchange knowledge and IRA buying real estate, and he says, I don't, I don't know anything about either one of them. So the this, president of NAR said he doesn't know anything about him? No, he was unfamiliar with him. Wow. He'd heard, he had heard of him. Yeah, he in followed. passing or whatever, but he hadn't done any studies or no. research on it. No, no. Okay. Uh, Gary Keller had. I talked to Gary Keller once. I almost wrote a chapter for his book on 1031. And he was certainly uh, knowledgeable to the point he'd done some 1031 exchanging through the intermediaries, whatever, but he couldn't sit down and talk about it as a prospecting tool or some cool ways to do it, whatever. Okay. And uh, getting back to your three silent monkeys, Wall Street's not going to tell you or educate you about, uh, hey, why don't we pull some money out of your uh, mutual funds, uh, which will decrease my commissions, Ryan, that sounds terrific. And go buy real estate where I get nothing for it. I mean, they're not going to tell you that they're really uh, 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 contradictory. Okay. And don't assume that a client is going to call you, Ryan, and say, hey, I just read or heard an article or listened to a podcast. And I think I want to know more about how my IRA can buy real estate. Uh, why would they normally call you if you never introduced them to it? It'd be kind of unusual. Now, you may have a tremendous relationship with that person, but to me, uh, more often than not, they're not. They're not going to call you. Now, real estate wealth building, uh, when you get to using an IRA, it doesn't have to be complex. It's not some uh, set of equations and whatever where you have no idea. Okay. Uh, what an IRA can and cannot do is basically pretty simple. Okay, and like I had said before, Double Your Income Coaching provides up-to-date IRA information because it is changing under the present administration. They're taking a, some serious looks at the IRA, the 401k and 1031 exchanging, and we will in subsequent modules, podcasts, talk about all of those, and you can sign up with us, and we'll keep you informed of what's going on. Right now, there's nothing, uh, any laws that have been uh, drafted or whatever that are, are going to come up for a vote, ha ha, if they ever can, uh, whatever. But uh, definitely uh, the Biden administration is looking at uh, trying to, to get some additional income. That's not, that's not a new one. Okay, the IRA, there's two basic types. The Roth, you get money tax-free, but you pay tax now. Ryan, you take $6,000 for that year, you've paid income tax on it now, which means maybe 7,500, 8,000 gross, you got six, you put it into your IRA, but when you take it out, you don't pay taxes. Traditional is exact opposite. You pay at harvest time. You take the 6,000, you have right off the top of your gross income. That's why it's so popular. You make 100,000, 
you subtract the six, that's 94. You're not paying taxes on that. A lot of people don't understand the dynamics. So you have 6,000 working for you. Can you see that in your IRA? You don't have 6,000 unless you're tax bite. And that's why a lot of people like to do it that way. Candidly, also, it's easy. They're monthly payments, whatever. And here you have Wall Street extracting 1% to 3% fees. Now, picture 11 trillion, Ryan. My computer won't compute it. What's a 3% fee on 11 trillion? It's staggering. Even if it's like $330 million or something, or maybe more. Oh, much bigger than that. 3.3 billion, maybe? Yeah. 1% on 11 trillion would be 1100 billion. Jeez. Yeah. Those numbers are too big to calculate, like you said. Right. Now, how would NAR like if 1,100 billion start flowing into real estate? Hallelujah, right? Yeah. Oh, it, it would be awesome. Now, a self-directed IRA, unlike a regular IRA, Roth or traditional, a regular IRA, if you want to buy something, it's got to be on the menu Wall Street provides, or it's got to be through a, what they call an investment form, a buyer I letter, uh, an IRA buy letter, I got it backwards. And in our funding form, you have to go through paperwork and wait for the famous custodian to make up a mind, can you invest in this or not, okay? When you go into a self-directed IRA, you have more control. You're not limited to Wall Street's menu, which is Wall Street products. You can buy real estate, leases, undeveloped raw land, foreign real estate, promissory notes, tax lien certificates, gold, silver, precious metals, cryptocurrency, water rights, mineral rights, uh, LSE membership interest, okay, stock, livestock. There's all kinds of things you can do buy with a self-directed IRA. Now, a self-directed IRA, unfortunately, does require the bi-direction letter in an IRA funding form. And so you have to submit these two forms, it must be filled out correctly, and the custodian will look at the forms and make a decision whether or not they will fund that form. And uh, typically they do okay, unless you have some real crazy uh, investment. A, they won't give you advice, so you can't call your custodian. They'll tell you uh, we're precluded because we have a fiduciary relationship. We can't be talking about your investments. Are they good, bad, a good deal, makes sense or whatever. All we can do is follow your instructions. Okay. Now, uh, time is of the essence. So if you have to fill out these forms, follow me on this, is and you go back and you write an offer or in your offer saying, I'm doing this with my IRA, uh, by the way, my custodian may take a day or two, could be a week. I've seen it take two weeks, a month, because they don't understand what you want to do. They're asking for things, whatever. What seller is going to sit around with a piece of real estate and, and go for that? They're not. It's not going to happen, okay? So a self-directed IRA, the big advantage of it over a regular IRA, which most IRAs are, you can go beyond Wall Street's menu you can buy other things such as real estate. If you have an IRA and it's the Wall Street type, Brian, and you went to your broker and said, I want to get a duplex, help me do it. He's going to laugh at you. He can't help you. Your IRA isn't constructed to accommodate that. It isn't that it's wrong or illegal. 
it's because Wall Street isn't used to that. Wall Street functions on a, a keyboard, flick of a key, they sell 100 shares, they make a commission and move on down their road. They're not prepared for offers, counter offers, amendments, appraisals, inspections, what have you. They, they aren't, okay? A self-directed IRA, you could, okay? I had a, a client buy a vineyard from me in Argentina with a self-directed IRA. Uh, it can be done, okay? So with this, can you have both or are you only allowed to have one? No, you could have as many IRAs as you want. However, your maximum contribution is collective. Okay, so got it. Six thousand a year, and you have three IRAs. It's two grand each, or six, and none for the other two. Three and three, and one gets nothing. Okay, whatever. Okay. Yep. And so the bi-direction letter, letter, like I had said repeatedly, has got to be approved. The IRA funding form is. What are you going to get rid of in your IRA to buy this investment that you want to buy? They're not going to arbitrarily say, we'll use this cash account or we'll go ahead and sell this IBM stock. They won't take that kind of risk. The custodian won't. Okay, it, as I should properly say, it won't take uh, that type of chance. You have to initiate a funding form to tell the custodian what to liquidate, how are you gonna pay for it? I've seen people not do this and it never gets approved, okay? That's, that's part of the problem with that, okay? Now, in reality, as I mentioned, most requests are approved, unless it's something really crazy. Uh, not too many are rejected, but it can take days, week or more, what have you. I've seen them, go to send funds and the funds came in and were a dollar short because someone transposed numbers or whatever. <clears throat> and a week later, the clerk got around to it, sent it back, rejected it and said, hey, we didn't get the right kind of, and the deal crashed and burned. I mean, they are not known for their agility or swiftness or their flexibility, okay? Now, we're gonna get into my favorite and what every realtor should have if he or she wants to have an IRA, okay? It should be a self-directed IRA with checkbook control. Have you ever heard of that, Ryan? I have not. I didn't even know that that was a thing. Okay. So you never heard of the checkbook control? No, but I, I mean, if I'm putting it together, so, so far down the track, one is controlled by Wall Street. The other is controlled by you, but you have to put in a request. This Correct. sounds like it's controlled by me and I can just go directly to my check from the IRA and use it. Snap a check off. The self-directed IRA uh, necessitates an LLC, an operating agreement. So be careful if you go on uh, the internet and you see for 199 bucks that you can get a self-directed IRA and everything's hunky-dory. I don't suggest that. It's probably going to cost you much closer to 1000 1500 Your IRA could pay for it, by the way. And it necessitates creating an LLC. So the LLC has stock. Brian's the stockholder. Brian's the sole uh, owner of the LLC. The IRA has a hundred thousand. It pays a hundred thousand dollars for the stock. Now the IRA ho holds the stock, and uh, you're the manager, Ryan, of your LLC. You opened the checking account for your IRA, and you have checkbook control. So I'm sitting with you at lunch, and I'm talking about I had this sweet second mortgage on a property. They've been paying like clockwork for three or four years and it's got 8% interest and they owe 30 grand on it. I, I, I'll dump it for 20 because my daughter's getting married or college or whatever. 
And you could literally pull out your checkbook and say, who do I make the check out to? And you could buy that note right there. You could buy that piece of property right there. If you had enough money in it, you could buy the single family home right there. Yeah, okay. yeah, that makes sense. Oh yeah, total control. You eliminate the bi-direction letter. You eliminate the IRA funding form. It's the most control that you can have. And the only reason that people don't do this is because it takes a little bit longer. You have to get the LLC and it costs a little more. Correct, correct. And often your Wall Street or sometimes your own custodian will tell you, oh, you want to do that? That's like giving your, your teenager going off to college a credit card and saying, don't, don't abuse it. Yeah, right. Okay. I mean, they really try to put the fear of God that you're not capable of handling your own finances. And that's what it really gets down to. Because if you have 100000 in an LLC, checkbook control IRA, they're not churning that. You follow? Wall Street's not, nor is your custodian. And custodial fees can, can start to mount up. And they love it. Every time you buy, sell, doing this and that, they love it. Checkbook control, it's all within the checkbook. You eliminate much of that. So well, that sounds like a better idea anyway, because if it's an investment account and you need quick money for some of these investments you're going to, to grab up, like paying a thousand dollars to make 8% on a note, like you said, but not having to go through, you know, days or weeks worth of a process that is definitely worth the money. Oh, it's huge. Uh, I know a guy who uses his checkbook control self-directed IRA. You know who he loans to? Realtors. Their commissions are coming in in two weeks. He'll advance them 50%, you know, like points or interest. Yeah. But they want the money now. Okay. And one everyone's of those, uh, one of those, uh, we, we, what is it like? Uh, one of those places you go and you give your title to your advance. car. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Basically a legal, legal loan shark. Yeah. He meets you in a dark alley, you know, but I'm just saying it, it, it can be anything really that, uh, you know, that's not prohibited. And there's a list of what's prohibited. And it basically, it's, it's uh, art, antiques, uh, uh, coins that are antiquity. So you can't buy a 1932D quarter or something. But you can buy silver, gold, whatever. You can buy um, freshly minted coins. You can buy gold pieces, okay? Okay. Uh, you can't do that. So I would say... If I were to recommend an IRA to a, a realtor or they say, what should I do? I would suggest the self-directed IRA check control from the get-go. Now, can you convert your regular IRA into a self-directed IRA check control? Absolutely. You can roll the funds over. There's no, if it's done properly, there's no taxation. And sometimes Wall Street will use that as a scary story. Well, Ryan, I don't know. You have 100000 You may be hit with taxes when you do that. Penalty for early withdrawal. Not if you do it correctly and it goes in from one IRA into a different type of IRA. No, there's not a problem. Okay. And this is just a little bit of a diagram of how a self-directed IRA checkbook control works. Okay. Is uh, an LLC is, is created. And by the way, Depending where you have that LLC, if it's Californian, I think it's very expensive compared to maybe Nevada or somewhere. It's going to cost more than if you did one in perhaps in another state. So when I say 1500 uh, 
that is subject to what creating an LLC registering in that state would cost. Okay. Got it. Yeah. Okay. A few caveats. Okay. Is uh, you cannot, I already touched on this, you cannot place uh, more than 6,000 a year unless you're over age 50. You get an extra 1,000, 7,000 you can contribute, but you can't contribute. Uh, you can't put in uh, uh, things that are either prohibited or they're worth more than the 6,000, okay? That is a huge handicap. And we've gone all this way, you've been patient, right? Now I'm gonna say to you, but you really don't want an IRA, even a self-directed IRA checkbook control. We're gonna leave this as a cliffhanger for a realtor so they have to come back and hear about the 401k, okay? So yes, I wanna be crystal clear. I don't recommend a realtor have an IRA. They are so suited for a 401k, individual 401k, that it just makes no sense at all, okay? And a 401k can be uh, traditional or Roth or both. You can't co-mingle, but you can have two compartments of a briefcase. You can either go Roth or you can go traditional. Now, two big things about a 401k, Ryan. I've harped on uh, an IRA 6,000 maximum annual contributions, right? Yes. 401k, you can put 53,000 a year in it. Wow. That's... So if you have a banner a year, guess what? You're going to stoke it in there. You're not obligated with an IRA or a 401k every year to put money in. Sometimes you hear that. No, you can go five years and put nothing in it. Okay. Now, uh, I talked about the self-directed IRA, the, uh, the self-directed checkbook control and the regular IRA. They all have a custodian, right? How about with a 401k, you don't even need a custodian. So you, you can still just have full control of your funds and your investments. Yes. It can be a checkbook control. It can be Roth or traditional. Say you kind of have a lean year, then you may want the tax advantages and you plow 10 grand into the traditional. You have a banner year, man, you made a quarter billion or more. Then maybe you take 20, 30, 40, 50,000 pay taxes on it and plunk it into your Roth. Yeah. So could you see if you're on your way up in real estate and making good money, how in two, three, four, five years, you could have a quarter million in your 401k. You're ready to go out and buy a house, a duplex somewhere cash. Yeah, absolutely. And I think, and that's really cool because one of our problems as realtors or self-employed, we try to limit the amount of taxable income every year. So this helps us have liquid cash that we can use to buy our investments in the future. And we can still take advantage of our tax deductions throughout every year. Right, right. The fact that you gross a hundred grand and you whittle it down to 12,000 net income with creative deductions, <laughs> you, still, you can still put the 6,000 in or the 53,000 in. Yeah. Okay what have you. And you know, that turns around to bite a realtor all the time. And we've talked about this. You retire and your social security is not a whole lot. And if you don't have something else, but the way you're looking at, you're as good as your last sale, which means you might end up having to stay working. And most realtors I know, they've enjoyed it. It's been a good run, but they like to also kick back and enjoy the fruits of their labor. And real estate has proven its worth over centuries. Oh, there's been ups and downs. We know that, but that's true with Wall Street too. Tulip 
uh, disaster in Holland, where you yeah, go through yeah. history and come up with things that happen. So uh, I'm going to go, to go to the last slide, I believe it might be, okay? Um, and it's a true one, second to last maybe. You know, it was the best of times, it was the worst of times, Charles Dickens' Tale of Two Cities. That's kind of what's going on now, and I think you would agree, Ryan. Either you're listing some properties and you're in pretty good shape because it's multiple offers, it's it's over asking price, escalation clauses, whatever, or maybe you're more of a buyer's and you're going out there and the people don't have all cash to make offers, this and that. It's it's leaner, so it's the best of times for those who are listing uh, gorillas, monsters and not so necessarily for the buying, but the market will change and it will cool off and go down, crash. I'm not gonna say that, but it's not gonna remain, it's just frenzy forever. So learn to how to work it both ways and yeah. knowing how to use an IRA or the, how the concepts of IRAs are 401k. Not everyone uh, qualifies for a 401k, individual 401k. Most realtors do, which is terrific. They absolutely do. And so I wouldn't be recommending it if the majority of them didn't qualify for it, okay? So it's a tool that every realtor should know and have in their toolbox, okay? And this brings us up to the end. And that is, as you know, Ryan, we're going to have a module on how to prospect with an IRA. And I'll go into how a realtor could sit down and say, okay, I have a, an idea now. At least I have a concept is how can I use this to prospect? And then we'll have a module on the 401k, how to prospect with the 401k, the 1031 exchange, how to prospect with it. We'll get into living benefits because we're a wealth building series. And living benefits is the biggest change in life insurance in a hundred years. And most people don't have a clue how it works. And then we're gonna get into LERP, which is life insurance retirement program. And LERP eliminates Wall Street risk and taxation, future unknown taxes. And it's something the wealthy, like the 1031 exchange, have been using forever. It's time other people knew about it. Excellent. I cannot wait to go through this series. I'm really enjoying learning all this myself. I can only imagine how other agents out there, or even some of our clients that are listening to the show or watching it on YouTube. And by the way, if you are listening to this on the podcast, don't forget to head over to YouTube and subscribe to our channel there. It is Real Estate Brainstorming Podcast. You can check that out. Also, if you need to reach out to myself or Tom, you can reach me on Instagram at winwithryan. And you can also reach Tom. We had a little uh, snafu with Tom. It's realist, or it's Tom Brainstorming, I-N-G, on Instagram. So go to Instagram, Tom Brainstorming on Instagram and uh, follow him, reach out to him as well. We're here to help you. We're definitely excited about bringing you. I mean, look at this, look at this lineup that's coming down the road, plus yep. many other guests in the real estate industry, which we're going to be able to help you out. Also, if you are a real estate agent and you're looking to get some free training, some free coaching, check the description down below. We're going to have a link for you to get signed up. So that way you can join uh, myself and Tom on our team and double your income coaching, let you into the free coaching there and uh, really help take your business to the next level. As it states simply in the title, double your income coaching. So we want to help you do that for sure. Yeah, and I, I, I look forward to working with people. You know, the, the IRAs or 401ks or 1031 exchanges to me are like puzzles. I'm not really a puzzle fan, but I, every person is different. 
Well, let me and... ask this, Tom. So uh, I know we've talked a little bit and I haven't gotten started yet. If I wanted to get started with, with a 401k or an IRA, is there a place that I need to go to get that started? Like, what do I do? How do I research that? What, what should I reach out to? Right. Well, I would tell people to contact us and I'll be glad to recommend uh, people who are experts at it. Now, you can go Google it, uh, 401k, you're going to probably get a, a zillion people who claim they do it or can do it. The guy I use personally is for two reasons. A, he's a lawyer. He's a tax lawyer. He worked for DOL, Department of Labor, which oversees 401ks. It's odd. Uh, ERISA is uh, watched by Congress and the IRS, uh, where 401ks aren't. But he can do both. He's done both. He's written books on it. And he also has an in-house CPA. <clears throat> and if you don't come up with harrowing ideas or try to just talk him to death, you could say, is it feasible to do a chinchilla farm in Bolivia? He'll, his CPA will give you the lowdown. So you save money. You have a direct source. And he charges no more than anyone else does. Okay. So no, I would agree with you. Yeah, you don't have an IRA, as I recall, Ryan, or 401k. I would skip for our IRA and I would go right to 401k. And we can send you information on that. There's tons of information. Yes, and that's what I was hoping for. So um, if anybody does want to reach out, learn about 401k, learn about IRA, again, you can reach out to us on Instagram. You can reach out to us here on the channel. Uh, but Tom, which is great, I didn't know because I'm going to, I prefer working with the word of mouth advertising we were talking about before. Right. I have been doing some research since we've been talking, but uh, it's scary. It's my money, right? So I want to, yeah. I want to talk to someone that knows someone that I know and, or um, it's, it's someone in my sphere that I trust and I like and so on. So I will definitely be reaching out to you personally for that as well. I know my dad also, he was just talking. It's so funny because my dad is like not even about real estate, not even about stocks or nothing. At a random family party the other day, he's like, hey, son, I think I'm ready to start investing. So uh, I, I, I would love to get some information for him as well, since uh, that would be great. Well, I want to clarify something, too. Uh, next week, our next podcast is 401k. Uh, it's kind of generic because there's two types. Basically, one is the company 401k. And in the 401k module, I will go into it. It's history, whatever. Folks, realtors, that's not what I'm talking about. I'll cover it because you should know about it. I'm talking about what they call the solo or individual 401k. That's the one you want. Excellent. Company 401ks, not a big fan. And I'll go into that in that module, okay? So I want to be specific about that so there's no confusion. There's two different types, all right? All right. Awesome. Well, hey, everyone, thank you so very much for listening in today to the Real Estate Brainstorming podcast with Ryan and Tom. Tom, do you have anything saying going out? Nope. except, uh, you know, in, no decision is a decision. And it's better to seek information and be informed. And it's an IRA is not for everyone. A 401k is not for everyone. Real estate is not for everyone. I don't suggest people load up every dime they have in their real estate any more than they would if they had all bitcoins or gold or all mutual funds. I truly do believe in diversified. And that's what we try to teach. Awesome. Thank you so much. Have a wonderful day, everybody. Talk to you later. Bye-bye.